This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 24 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The three amigos of myself, Matt, Neil and Cozzy are back in front of the mics as we discuss the topics of our beloved football club of the last week. Coming up, we'll talk Arsenal, referees, Dear Carby and fallen friends. So, first of all, huge thanks to Sky for highlighting that we are indeed the lowest goal scorers in English football and the top five European leagues. Breaking news. Much appreciated, thank you very much. Huddersfield Town took on the mighty Arsenal. I came away feeling reasonably enthusiastic as to what I'd seen. Um, more personnel changes, but one thing that is becoming clear, Neil, is that Jan Sievert is definitely an advocate of the 4-3-3. And he seems to want to go with sharp front men rather than the big and bulky types that David Wagner did. Yeah, I thought we were all right. It was a decent game to watch. Um, thought we uh, got amongst them. When I know you're a lover of stats, Matt, and the stats heavily weighed in our favour for possession, shots on target, etc., etc. Um, all in all, you can see all, all we asked was a bit of progress when he took over, and over the course of the few games, yeah, we've lost all three. Um, but you can definitely see progress on the pitch, albeit I'm not getting quite as excited as some are yet, just yet. A couple of unhappy uh, players, Cosy, which is the way that you want it when they're not playing. Um, no Hadrijanai, Mounier, uh, Lossel was ill. Um, to all, all those people that are starting rumours that there's a fight between Mounier and Lossel, knock it off. It doesn't help anybody, but moving on, Cosy. Um it's interesting to see how he's trying to u- utilise the full full squad that he's got there and having a look at everyone. Yeah, I think, uh, pat myself on my back here, I think I said about three weeks ago, I expect five changes, six changes, kind of week and week out. I have no problem with that. I think he's got to find, you know, who's up for the battle, have a look at everybody really. And obviously we've got no, you know, back in the day you could maybe have the old Pontins League, have a look at the reserves, but there's nothing like that now. So the only way I'm... You're going to see these guys is uh, in the hotbed of Premier League and no pressure against Arsenal. I suppose we might come on to it later. The only one thing I've been 
you know, kind of disappointed with is that you know Callum Grant hadn't really been given his given his head really and that as well. And when we saw when he came on, he kind of added a little bit to it. But yeah, I thought it'd have been easy for us to really go under on uh, on Saturday, two uh, 0 down at half time. Obviously, a bit of a killing a killer a goal, ruthless goal, just something that we don't do. You know, Lacazette, it was so ruthless, wasn't it? But then second half, part of me wonders. Tempered with the fact that Arsenal are a funny team, I think sometimes they're a moody team, as we saw with Chelsea. They're a moody team, contrasting performances, and but yeah, we came out and we were pressing with you know energy. I thought the the stadium was good, and this is the thing now. I mean, I'm quite I'm quite pleased that we only lost by a goal, and we we gave everything, but that were like a gimme two years ago. So it just shows our expectations has gone. Certainly for me. I thought we deserved something, to be honest. I generally thought we deserved... I thought the performance deserved something. Um, started well, Neil. Uh, on a on a day today, a sad day today, where Gordon Banks has sadly passed away. We've made a good start. Everything's going well. And then you look at the goalkeeper a bit. Yeah, there's a few people blaming a deflection, but even with an ever-so-slight deflection, I, I was sat right behind that, and the ball didn't really deviate much. It's uh, it's a bit of an owler from Amy for me, to be honest. I'm a uh, a fully uh, paid up member of the goalkeepers union, um, ex goalkeeper myself. Um, obviously not at the level Ben Hamer's playing at, so I understand what he's tried to do. Is is to me, he's looked a little bit over eager, and he's jumped at the ball rather than just naturally float towards you know where the ball's going. He's jumped too far too early because uh, he's seen it early. He's jumped too far too early, and the deflections killed him. Um, He's not had the best of times so far. Um, still got nightmares, Neil, about knocking that goal kick out for a corner as well. Well, he's had, in, in, in the four or five games he's played, he's conceded 12 goals. And being on, earning on the kind side, he's probably culpable for half of them. He conceded his performance at Man City, absolute mare. The Bristol City game was... On his near side, he's been done there. Obviously, the dead ball for goal kicks probably the worst bit of goalkeeper I've ever I'll, seen. I'll be honest, I'm a fully paid up member yeah. of, the, of the union and I've done that once before. My ankle, to be fair, my ankle was shot to bits and I couldn't feel below my knee pretty much and I tried to knock a pass to uh, to somebody and did the exact same thing. But Which, to be fair, it, whatever level, it's not right. But when you're getting paid, what he'll be paid is a Premier yeah. League goalkeeper. It's just no, nah, sorry, but I was going to say nah, I was a, one, it, a one-legged lad playing it, in the heavy of Sunday League. And I don't but, think Congolo covered himself in glory with that. I thought it could have got a lot tighter. I thought, I thought he was, you know. I, I keep saying I don't well. really enjoy him as much at left back anymore. And I'm, I, it was pointed out because he was that on Sky that yeah. Congolo um, could have closed down a lot more for that. And also I thought on the that second at the time, goal. mate. Yeah, but obviously the the brick bats are coming in easy one for for Ben Amer. But either way, it was a. A deflating goal to concede. Disappointed. I'd rather someone like as it Ben went in for thirty yards than than that. It was just a bit of a whew, here we go again because that was their really their first attempt. I think wasn't it? It was another yeah. town gift. Yeah. And we, 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 yeah. when, when you don't score yourself, it's uh, you can't afford to be giving such such a, gifts away. It's a killer, isn't it? It's, yeah, absolutely. Straight away, it's a killer. But um, in fairness to players, though, they battled on, they carried on, put some good moves together. Self caused Arsenal a few issues without actually making him really sweat. 
he can't win that ball. He's going to chase the keeper down. He's charging down. He's scored. Oh. has just scored for the most bizarre goal you'll ever see. The goalkeeper raced out of his area to clear the ball. Hayfler charged it down. It's hit his back and it's bubbled in. And Town have got what they deserve. What, what a... It gets boring, Cosy. VAR, etc. The discussion doesn't change week on week on week. Another incorrect decision, or do you think that was fair enough? I wasn't so sure, to be honest with you. I mean, I've seen the replay about it. It would have been interesting. I, I honestly don't know what an handball is now, I'll be honest with you. And I watch a lot of football all true. over the place. Yeah, true. It's a fair point. Isn't yeah, it? and it were wellied at him. But again, it's just like that. God, it sounds like against sour grapes. But if that's at Old Trafford and it's a it's against me. Schindler, you know. It's, it's, it hits his hand before anything else, and it stops it from going towards the goal. And you can you Come can on. tell. I mean, Guy Mowbray on commentary on, on BBC said uh, that literally nobody's claimed for it. But when you see the still of it, oh, there's about seven or eight town players all their arms in there. I've, I'm fed up and of you, national yes. BBC. But it, you, you don't claim. You, you, you normally judge something by reactions of players, and that to me, Koscielny, it's a pain. it did ricochet into his. Uh, it did, but it's a pen. He stopped the ball going towards goal. It is not I, saying I it's going in, but no. he's stopping the ward, going, ball going towards goal. So it's it's a pen for me. It's another one, but you don't even get angry about them anymore. You just sort of shrug your shoulders and yeah, it's, it's what happens mm. now. It's just how it is. Yeah. Deal with it. Good mate, kind of sort of he uh, he commented again. He, he's the one that sticks up for us on these reports, and again he well he knows that says it how it is. We're like we're referees, and again other shield, you know, kind of denied and I throw in Chris Kamara as well. Chris Kamara was yeah. quite yeah. adamant that it was a penalty on. Uh, Goals on Sunday as well, and he's, he's pretty much the only one who's fair Derm- to us. Dermot Gallagher on the referees bit on Sky afterwards was uh, garbage. He's, he, he, he was yeah. just trying his best to convince everybody there's no way that could have been a penalty. Didn't he say it hit Koscielny's thigh first, yeah. which is absolute <laughs> lie? That so. would have been interesting. I'm, I'm not so sure. I really wouldn't want to call that, to be honest with you. I think it depended who sat in chair, and yeah. Yeah. I also think that sadly it depend on which two teams were involved and at which end yeah. of the pitch it's at. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds bitter that but that's what we've seen all season it's not true so, it's not wrong you know, it's, it's just fact in it who's in Jepson's there Billy's in a goal Chris Billy Huddersfield Town the most famous goal of Chris Billy's life so Cosy you've reached out to Twitter about um, about the Arsenal game and you've tried to gauge opinion from people across that social media platform. Do you want to have a readout of what people have been getting in touch with us with? Yeah, let's see some discussions. So first one from uh, at DPW247 Watson. Uh, before kickoff, I said I wanted to see the goalkeeper make an actual good save rather than catch a tame shot. I think I counted two and a half and the smiling emoji. Plus uh, Lolo just wide and a goal for me. So it was a success. Early positives uh, were tacking again. Uh, for me, it's a success. A few points and score one and two, I think, is obviously kind of looking forward in that as well. Uh, slowly getting back to a bit of hope when ball's in the last third rather than waiting for them to get back possession and a goal kick. Uh, James Welsh uh, says, we are getting men in the box. Would be perfect to play two up top. Mounier wins everything in the air. Gets some goals from his knockdowns. Worrying, though, that he wasn't in the squad. I think we were going to discuss that as well. I mean, I heard it was in the White Rose Club. I mean, I don't know. He was, yeah. He, was he wasn't injured. Or, there was no, yeah. no thing. I think it's just the manager's... He, I think what he prefers to do is just play three sharp, more dynamic strikers, and a big target man doesn't fit into mm. 
it doesn't seem to fit into the way Jan Zivert likes to play. So I think what he's tried to do is, is just rotate the bench option between him and Depoitre. But how long's his contract, Mounier? Because obviously it's another year. Another year. Yeah. Is it needs? I, I I can't see him being around next season. I, I genuinely think we'll be trying to shift him on. We've still got a bit of sell on with him. I like him a lot, but I if he doesn't fit, then and if someone comes in for him, then it, it doesn't make sense well, to keep we've, him. We've, but as it stands at minute, we've now got three strikers, and there's only one of them fits. And I found, that's why I found it a bit odd on Saturday. I don't Saturday. think any of them fit, to be honest. I, th- I think Grant will. I think end of day he's been bought to fit this. We've got to assume he's been bought to fit this mm. plan that Sievert's hopefully got. I'm ready to be shot down, boys, but I'm convinced we'll be sat here 12 months' time. Whichever league, whichever team is in, saying, wow. It'll be championship because they don't worry about legs. So. Mate, if he's in French <laughs> league, <laughs> not, honestly, he will score goals, I'm convinced. But oh, yeah, I don't doubt for that. For me, I think it's the beginning of the end. Of yeah, the I do. I think if you've got a year after his contract, you've got to let yeah. him move on. He must have been on good Try point. and get a few quid back and reinvest. But Dom Lister, sorry, tweets in. It's a very positive display. And if it wasn't for an incompetent set of officials, again, we would have got something from the game. The stats show we just how well we played. The main positive for me was the urgency to get the ball forward rather than over playing round the back. Early days, but you can see what Sievert's game is about. Diakabi looks like a new player in this formation. Bakuna had a strong performance and Grant looked lively. But Don makes a final point. Successful rest of the season for me will be further signs of Jan's philosophy. So Jan's philosophy on the team, ready for next season. Positive performances like Arsenal and implementing ideas on the players, which will still be here next season. Uh, Tom yep, Finnegan, sorry, plenty of positives for me. It was first game where we saw uh, Sieva's attacking style on display. Bakuna seems to be getting better every week. Diakabi was like a different player altogether. I certainly think we'll get two or three uh, wins out of the remaining fixtures at least. William Bradbury, I like the 4-3-3 setup as we actually have a threat, which hasn't felt like we have in a while. We did yeah, have that. I agree with we? that. When yeah, I was watching the, the highlights back and there's there's five men in the box at times when it's wide, yeah. which is which is really good. Some real positivity. It's really good. It's kind of cheering me up a little bit. JSH, Minardi forever on Twitter. Can definitely see progress. Would like to see Grant be given more opportunities, I agree. And more work in developing decision-making. Ian Wright on Match of the Day made some valid points. Did anyone no. see that? I don't watch that rubbish. Yeah. No. Well, I would enjoy myself. Yeah. I like Ian Wright, but I don't watch that rubbish. Success to me would look like closing the points gap rather than getting out of the relegation zone. Uh, okay. Martin B eight seven two three six six nine two uh, plus as Bakuna, but by no means the finished article. But his aggression, work rate, and raw talent will seem well suited to the championship. Smith probably shot of Premiership level, Premier League level. Sorry, but good seeing him get game time to be our captain and first choice right back ready for championship. I know you've been a big advocate, Neil, aren't you, of uh, Thomas? Matt. <laughs> Matt has been a big advocate. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Neil. <laughs> sorry, Matt must have mentioned it once, so it says. Um, a million times is, um, I've said it all along that he's his best right back he's, uh, we've got three now and he's the best of the three it's simple as that and you want him starting his season next season as your captain at right back the, uh, the only thing that I didn't agree with on Saturday from that Siva had done and there were a lot to be positive about were fetching De Poitras on so early I thought when, when De Poitras coming on there I think you've got to be uh, looking at getting Grant on and giving him a bit more time I didn't see any mileage in doing that but there you go. I, I, I see Grant. I just when it when he comes on, he just doesn't look quite ready for me. I think dipping him in slowly is probably might be the right way. Another fifteen minutes though in a game that's gone. It's honest, I, when he's I, come I really on, it just he's looked why. a bit lost to me as Grant. When but but the Poitras, apart from he's going, he's going to be gone. So you've got a young. You never know here. if he plays yeah. well. He nah, might keep him. Not, he's know. not staying. We've got the guy who sponsors our stadium, which is very kind. If you could send us some beer, we've got John Smith tweeting in. Uh, my only worry was town might move away from the iPress Foundation uh, Wagner had put in, sorry, put in. 
thankfully, it seems more of an evolution to a more attacking 4-3-3 version of it. Wagner's attacking play was all about getting the ball into the tight half-space channel, having a player overload in a tight area of the pitch, forcing a through ball outside uh, ball sorry, for the full-back to cross, then recycling and starting again if no breakthrough. Sievert seems to want to possession, but to hit the half-space or between line ball for a quick release player to break the line. It's interesting to read that the academy team have swapped over as well to the 4-3-3 to be in line with the first team. Some interesting points. It there. sounds like what my secret account is that. <laughs> yeah. Matt, any thoughts on them? Yeah, I agree fully. Uh, the academy will always try and mirror the first team. It's it's part of the policy of the club. Um, so if Jan Siever has a specific way of playing, it'll be down to under-17 level, yeah. Well, it's took a few tweets. We've finally got a bit of a negative, but no surprise. Lee Robinson, Hamer should never start again. And then he moves on to positive things. Smith, bad in injury, should be a shoe-in. Would love to see Grant start at Newcastle. Uh, he was everywhere in that last 10 minutes. As others have said, plenty of positives. It was a game I want to, went to enjoy regardless of the result, and they delivered good attacking football, relentless pressure to win the ball back, and non-stop effort. It's usually game... Game over to go goal down, but they never gave up. Love it. I agree. I, I thought second half, I'd, it were really could have gone one or two ways. I enjoyed and, it. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Dave Mohouse said he can't be played well. Wasn't afraid to take players on. A lot of the same performance wise. Some good use of the ball, but no end product. Hoping Sievert can get the confidence back in the squad to attack and start scoring goals. It's far too early t- to see what is different from Wagner's reign. Uh, Brandon Holroyd, uh, thoughts on Bakuna potentially being next year's version of Moy in the Championship, controlling and dictating the tempo of play and being to that, that deep playmaker if when Aaron was to leave. Might be a bit early for that. Yeah. but he's, Do we want to come on to Bakuna potential. now? Obviously being mentioned quite a bit on these these tweets. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I remember watching um, the, this, I think it was late on in the first half and Bakuna was lining a shot up from sort of 30 yards and I was saying to you know the group of friends that I go to I was like encourage him shoot shoot I want you to shoot and <clears throat> for me that was a great sign because mm. it was a sign of confidence in that you know his own inner self-belief is building and you know that he's going to try things and then the real key for me was that he tried it and his head didn't drop previously he's been trying things passes haven't come off and then he's kind of disappeared for a couple of minutes but on Saturday especially the second half what was really great was he constantly tried things that bit of skill because um Right down in front of the dugout near us was yeah. was fantastic, and he had, he had a run as well, Matt, didn't he? Where he like mm. went on a massive forty yard like sprint. And I, he, I thought, God, he's going to take everyone on. And was that is that the one that you mean? Or was that another? There was um, a little like shimmy where he sold somebody a, a complete dummy right in front of the dugout, which was which was really good. Um, but yeah, he did the run as well and played the one two with Dupuytren, didn't he? Which didn't quite come off. But I I was really really pleased with Bakuna, and you could see the. And this is the thing about young players, you know, they they do need to be dipped in and out. And he's played, and all of a sudden we're starting to see, you know, the arc of his improvement going up, and it's good. We're talking about him being, you know, Aaron Moy of next season in the championship. I think it's probably a little yeah. bit early. I think he probably needs a lot more. His energy's time. really impressed me, mate. And it must be hard in a you know in a team that's just constantly losing and kind of not a negative vibes around. But he he just to kind of say I'm going to kind of still make these runs short. Enthusiasm. I, I really like him. What I'm, I'm tempering with it. You, what you say, Matt, kind of not getting the, the next boy carried away. But just let him get on. Yeah, yeah there's some promising signs, mate. And, and anyone who has a go, this will public all of the years. No matter how good or bad they are, people will warm to that. And I'm really liking what you know. You've got you've got to say definitely in the plus positive box, really, for me. Uh, game of James FM. Uh, we were superb against Arsenal and deserved a point. Uh, 
I can see a definite positives from Siva. We took a lot. We look a lot more attacking. I loved Wagner, but we did go too negatively by the end. Success will be getting twelve points from the remaining games. More than double our tally. Claire Hill came away feeling positive. Again. Much of an improvement on the Everton game. Great to see the younger players finding their feet and growing in confidence. Love Thomas Smith's post-match interview. It's clear the team are fighting and working hard for Jan Sievert. By the end of the match, the whole stadium seemed to have lifted. There was much more of a buzz despite the result. On another note, the pre-match playlist had changed and no F song. <laughs> Away fans still <laughs> decided to sing it, though. Yes, <laughs> Alex Lacazette. Yeah. He's just all positive tweets, really. Lee Walker was good to see forward passes and has been on the fr- and beamed on the front foot since the Wolves game. Uh, Richard Crowther... Uh, I think we're seeing with Siva how maybe Wagner so as developing from last year against the weaker sides when we recruited in the summer. But we competed so well against the stronger sides. He's stuck with the 3-5-2-4-1-4-1 formations and the strikers lost their confidence. Midfielders got injured and Wagner lost his way. Regardless of points, I think success Siva for now is playing well enough to lift the crowd, convince some key players to stay and have a crack at promotion next season and uh, scoring some goals. So we have seen, uh, Neil, a... You know, we were on Radio Leeds a couple of weeks ago and Diacabi was mentioned by um, Johnny Buchan and, and we, I think all three of us just kind of went with, with Diacabi. But I flip-flopped last week. I've started to see positivity and, and things what we were saying about Diacabi um, or what we said a couple of weeks ago was put him on the shoulder higher up and then it all of a sudden he comes to life, you know, his speed brings him to life. Uh, and we started to see a bit of a, a bit of a change, Neil. Maybe with Bakuna, maybe we shouldn't get too carried away too early. But we're starting to see why he was signed by Monaco to replace Kylian Mbappe. I, I know that always makes you smile. <laughs> um, he did all right. I think everyone's getting... It's fluctuated between worst player that's ever kicked a ball to being next to Eri Henry and... Uh, <laughs> You know, middle ground. It's, it's, it's probably somewhere in between where it, where it lies. Um, it, it did all right. It, it did a decent game. It put it caused a few problems for them. Very, very, very one footed. I get criticised for saying that, but it's a fact. He, it got, is, it, he just hasn't got a right foot. Um, I like the fact that when he did cut in once, he had a decent shot. Swear the one, yeah, yeah, decent effort. Puts a couple of good crosses in. You see, his confidence it, is lifting as yeah, well. Isn't absolutely. It? Yeah, absolutely. And confidence is everything in football, especially with a young lad like that. And uh, it, it was good to see a positive performance from him, and it's good to see him get a lot of positive comments. Um, but let's not all get too carried away too quick. And I'll still stand by what I said at the start of the season, or what I said not that long since as well. That I think that's right. Though. I think just because, Benza, he's, just because he's playing well now doesn't mean he wasn't playing poorly before. No, There's, absolutely. Yeah. And it's. You, it's got to be spoken about properly and I'm, I'm all for praise everyone they've done well and I thought both Diakabe and Bakuna were arguably our best two players on Saturday throwing Smith as well yeah the, yeah the three Smith. gold silver bronze to be honest I expect it with Smith because mm. he's just a good fullback isn't he? but the other two being young lads who've had a lot of a stick I thought they were arguably his best two players Saturday so you know credit where it's due I think it's a reminder but as well that patience is it is, it is well, but all, it? it also just highlights again how bad last summer was because we've relied on these lads and he might people are now getting giddy because he might come good for next season but you know, sorry but it's a season too late for us for what we bought at the time so you know I'll get shot down for that so be it but that's that's my opinion No I, th- I think he's, he's right isn't he because in that you know we needed somebody I, I think one thing that I was chatting with um, Elliot who does Talk of the Town and me and him both 
quite liked the idea of trying to sign Mark Albrighton from Leicester. Wasn't in the team, reliable delivery, probably very expensive, but we kind of thought that was maybe the kind of player that you would want. Someone who's you know quite mm. dead ball delivery, really good Sorry, for Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, if he has, yeah. So something, something about like it before, haven't we? But the frustrating thing for me is that last year, obviously, we didn't know how a lot of our players were going to go in there, and kind of we excelled. I think we've got to say that we stayed up. And then you're thinking, I know we're going to be shopping at what is it, Aldi or Little? What now? It's shut down now. Whatever. I know we're going to be shopping there, but co-op. Like it's like I just think we needed a bit of kind of experience rather than like project players, as you call them, Matt. And mm. I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, and maybe. You know the videos because I remember. You know, let's remember when Town signed these guys. No, YouTube videos are such a <laughs> scourge of some of the signings. They always get held against them. But I remember we were seeing, you know, when Benz had the dummy and beating players, scoring great goals. It was same for Diacabi, and I think they were trying to build us up. Maybe we, the club, need to probably look at what they've done. I know they're trying to make be positive, but that maybe created yeah, a false impression. And, so far. Yeah. And, and obviously, so be the you know, least said the better. But it's it's got in really, isn't it? But I think I think uh, it links into where they've come from as well, because you know, a Monaco, renowned name in football, had some top players, um, and when we're signing players from there, and let's be honest, people are saying it's seven point two million or whatever is not a, a big fee for Huddersfield Town. Two years ago, we were spending you know his record were one point eight for a centre back. And with all of seven point two is a lot of money. Whatever in anybody's book for Huddersfield Town, it's I think a lot in, of money. In terms of football for the Premier League, it's not. But for Huddersfield Town, mm. where, you but know, that in, doesn't in matter. It it's does. the Premier League. It, no, it, we it, are it competing matter, in the though. Premier League. It does matter. I don't think it does. Well, we'll disagree on that one. Yeah. But it does matter to me. Oh, it's a bit of money cost money. I'm sad well we go to work and uh, they're on the verge of going down. So I think they've got Cesc Fabregas. I've got the guy from Leicester who. What would he signed at last minute? But he couldn't play because he missed the window. Oh, by. Was, that, was it still Adrian Silva? Yeah, they've got Gelson uh, Martins from uh, Atletico Madrid. They've really had to throw a kind of you know ridiculous signs to try and keep him up. But I don't think oh God, I have to get the stats. So I don't think I don't think Dicapi played many games, did he last year? I think eighteen games. Or would it? I could be totally wrong. But, but that's at a good level, isn't it? Yeah, he's a French, you know, yeah, it's, it's it, and obviously for, for build up and where he's from with foot yeah, money, yeah. I think we're well within his rights to expect mm. more than we've had. Colin Frontzak, no change on the previous sentiments. We're going down and now we'll build our style play for the championship and work out who will fit the system. If you can get a tune out of Bakuna and Diakabi in the process, then at least we get some return on the investments. Andy Farrell, thought we played really well. Hamer was poor again. Smith, our best right back by far. Diakabi, the best game so far. Hope it's a sign of things to come. I would have had Grant on for the 60th minute. Official standards are a joke. Uh, I think Lee Robinson can we forgive give Amy for being wrong footed for the slight deflection or would a carrot on a stick I've got a more solid connection on it I think we spoke mm. about that earlier uh, Vicky Edler I live with two Arsenal fans they both said time with a better team and the ref was unbelievable if it wasn't penalty or not my chap was shocked just how many small, small decisions were changed but just by players asking so mm. I think getting into quite a few refs, Arsenal yeah, fans yeah. in the uh, fantastic media law Essex Terrier, Wagner came. Anyone who comes from Essex what's this town are absolute legends, aren't they? You know, can you think every every like our own games are the way, day. It must, God, <laughs> honestly, total respect if making the journey. Wagner came in in a game, and a game or so we saw the change. Uh, the same Sievert for Arsenal, more pace and lateral and forward movement. Not as much lateral passing across the back, slicker passing in tight spaces. The team guys have taken this on board pretty quick. It's only going to improve. Uh, Peter Nikolic. Uh, Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? 
Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Although we were undoubtedly better, any other team in the league would have beaten Arsenal on Saturday, and I made that point, Peter. I agree. I, I don't know about any other team, but Fulham might not have. But I, I, I looked at their lineup. I thought, what a shame that weren't just not in a better condition because I thought they, yeah, they, they could have been beaten. I if agree. If you put our that. back end with Fulham's front end, you got a decent side, to be honest. Yeah, and how many million? Like, what did they spend? One hundred and seven. But Some of the daft one, yeah. It? Nick Shackleton, uh, main positive is that we are now getting moment in the box and actually look capable of scoring rather than centre-forward isolated on his own and mapped by two or three men. Tempo of passing still too slow for my liking and over-elaborating in scoring positions, etc. That's It still is slow, isn't it? <sighs> That's the biggest difference I, you watch when you watch any other games, isn't it? It's just that, isn't it? The slow. I mean, their goal, their, their second goal, were just bish, bash, bosh, bang. It, just so clinical. Just something that we have not got when we're like kind of... Championship's different style though, totally, isn't it? Though, and that as well. It's like it's it's going to be a lot, it's more physical, be a lot different watching again yeah. next season. I suppose that's the other thing to think about, isn't it? When we're talking about uh, Bakuna and Diakabi and stuff, that you know, it's yeah, you Patty thinks he'll you know put some of these defenders on toast, but that physical battle. I remember that Everton game when it was a bit of a physical mm. game. I know maybe an ass judgment that first game, but does worry you, Johnny? You Johnny Oggs over you, you know. But maybe they'll learn fast. Maybe they'll, you know, take to this standard. Uh, I'm trying to think anymore. Richard Ainsworth, a few weeks ago, I thought Dear Carby was one of the worst players seen in the town shirt. And I've seen a lot, especially at 8 million. But he's looked a real prospect since so good since uh, so good to get see Jan's, Jan's influence. Bakun also getting better. And at Smith at right back, time to unleash Grant. So again, it seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? Smith, people are pleased with him. Bakuna, Tick, and uh, obviously Dear Carby. Time to look to Schofield as Lossell's deputy next season. No Brown to be in the mix for midfield. This is the one thing I agree. I know it's experienced keeper that aim of that is. I'd rather have a. I know they'll say we can't chuck a kid in, but but wow, Sheffield United seem to have young keepers coming out. I know it's a championship. Keepers the one for me where you really can't be chucking them in till young. You've got to. You've got to play as a goalkeeper. As a, as an ex goalkeeper as well. You can't. It, it takes a while to build up your kind of sharpness and your anticipation. You can't sort of come in and do one game, go back out, do one game, unless you're quite experienced and old. I'd like um, to see Schofield out for another full season. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I think he's he's fine where he is at the minute. And if they'll take him next year, if they stay up in League Two, let's let's do it again. I'd, or get him out of League Eight if we can. And yeah, I'd I'd be happy to let Hamer. I, I don't really rate Coleman that much either. To be honest, I'd be happy if they both left and we brought in a. A more experienced thirty-seven, thirty-eight-year-old who'd be happy to sit there, like Rob Green, you mentioned, didn't you, off yeah. off, uh, off the podcast? Yeah. I admit he might have got a bit too old now, but somebody like that who of you that know, ilk. 
who yeah. can come in for one or two games, be reliable and be happy to go back and, and be see. a good figure around it's club like Rob Greenwood at that time. It's Tony Norman when you need him now. <laughs> And we'll a lot of positive in them tweets was reflected in the poll that I put out as well. How many games do you think we'll win out of our last 12? I was really fascinated to see what we'd put. And yeah, uh, I put zero. 11% voted we'll win no more games. 17% said one. And 72% of people think more than one. That's the one thing I thought Saturday. Just kind of, part of me were wondering whether we'd really win another game. It's not really aiming either, is it? More than one when we've got, I mean, we've got left 12, 13. Yeah. But <sighs> apart of me, Neil, I'll be honest, I don't know if we said last week with 20 points or whatever, but I, I we were saying we win another game, a lot of negativity, but yeah. kind of walk away out there thinking, I think we can win one or two, and obviously reflected on the poll and that as well. So it's good that, isn't it? Well, we've, got we've got Wolves there. to come, haven't we? We always beat Wolves, so that's all. <laughs> Not now. Nuno had a dream. <laughs> At least his dream are better than Carlos's, wasn't it? <laughs> and every single one of you should never forget it doesn't count how big you are it doesn't count how experienced you are it doesn't count how nice you are if you have passion desire you have no limits no limits right then Cosy. so i've also tweeted out a bit of an underrated meme i thought for um dear carby as well so just trying to gauge an opinion whether he's after, you know, he's done quite well against Chelsea, he's done okay, little flashes against Everton and played well yesterday. Just seeing if the groundswell is starting to to change towards him. Um, Mark Harrison said he thought he had something about him but was a little bit too dis- a little bit too scared to disagree with Neil. <laughs> Neil the monster, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> thought he needed someone to love him and build up his confidence. Ziva is pushing the right buttons. Um, the Regminator Andrew says, just really pleased Town didn't look to have totally wasted the 7 million. Still some way to go for me, but green shoots look to be appearing. Uh, he also has the rare commod- commodity that can't be taught, which is pace. Uh, Tom Hoyle, no relation to the chairman, I don't think, has said he's had one good game against Arsenal, but look at Everton, he broke free and got a man sent off. Moy took the free kick, then flicked the ball over his head. Put a great cross in for Kachunga. If it wasn't for Pickford, uh, we would have won that game 2-1. Right, so on Dia Carby, um, is he winning over the crowd? So uh, Elliot has said he's benefiting a lot from playing further up the park. Um, his starting position in possession has gone from the halfway line under David Wagner to midway through the opposition's half under Jan Zivert, which has made him much more of a threat. Uh, he's also been impressed that he's looking up and putting balls into dangerous areas. Uh, Tom Bradshaw says at 22, he's taken a step in the right direction under Jan. Uh, using his pace is a better way than uh, David Wagner's tactics were. In the long run, I think he'll turn out to be a good signing for us, but brings us back to the glaring bad summer recruitment we had and not getting what we actually needed, which you agreed with, Neil. Yeah. Um, our buddy Dale Marsdan, uh, he's not overly impressed yet. It says, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Uh, people talk about potential, but he was brought to brought in to improve upon Van Lepara and Ince. It's not his fault that he has that expectancy on his shoulders, but that's the truth of it. Uh, the Tanzanian Terrier says possibly a number of factors that have affected him. The move to the Premier League with no previous experience combined with a lack of game time, no games, no experience. Uh, but also he's of an age who Jan Ziva previously coached and he's reaping the benefits under the new manager. I think we completely changed formation, didn't we? After signing all these players. So 
it were never going to work, would it? No, well, we said it last week, didn't we? That the you know pacey wingers need to be higher up the pitch if that's what they're using, rather than be ten yards in front of the fullback, which is yeah. what they were before. There were more pivots rather than wingers before. Um, but other people here, so Kevin Teb, uh, Tebby sixty five says Saturday should hopefully give the lads some confidence, which is what he's been lacking. Uh, Big Daddy G, the big show from WWE, says the jury still has to be out, but he was miles better than we've seen of him Saturday. Dangerous, incisive, and had a purpose and a sense of direction. More of this with a fit, confident, and Benzer on the other flank, and we'll have a nice run into relegation. Noel Wood uh, says, not really given a chance under David Wagner, but when he was, the ball was played to his feet, back to goal. Uh, which obviously he's struggled with. Um, he's got good pace, nice tricks, just needs to work on his finishing, but so does everyone. And then the final two comments, Watson uh, has come in again, says, still same for me. Uh, shows glimpses, glimpses of a good player, but frustrates me. Uh, waits for ball to feet and cuts inside on his left rather than run down the right-hand side. Uh, Dave Herbert finally says, he's definitely winning me over on his first start. He looked like Bambi on ice. I'm putting that down to desperation to impress and anxiety, which could be a fair point. Um, he hadn't been easy for a young kid in a foreign country who found himself out in the cold. If Siva has confidence in him, so should we, which is probably a good tweet to finish on there as well. Um, so everything's quite positive about um, some of the younger players that are coming through. Um, obviously, when we look back, maybe the summer recruitment wasn't, but looking forward, um, we look to be in not such a bad place at the moment. Smith scores for Usfield Town 3-2 Town Kachunga left it and it's Tommy Smith the skipper who's drilled in surely one of the most important goals of the Huddersfield Town season Well sadly we've had some bad news this week uh, Cosy um, Ian Ross has sadly passed away uh, Ian, I believe, initially came to Huddersfield Town as the assistant manager to Owen Hand. He did. Um, and then Owen Hand was sacked after we fell out of the playoffs in 91-92. And uh, Ian Ross took over that famous sign of uh, Peter Butler, wasn't it? Was It Pete? It was Peter, yeah. wasn't it? Um, him and Chris Marsden were absolutely unreal in midfield for Ian Ross. Um, sadly, Southend, was it, that we got Peter Butler from? Yeah, they recalled him. We they recalled him just before the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. There? And uh, and and Chris Marsden got injured, and we ended up with Kieran O'Regan and John Kelly in that that, <laughs> <laughs> that midfield. Um, strange. I do remember the ninety two ninety three season. Obviously, I'm younger than you guys, and we'll let that sink in for a moment. Which the goal? It was like the uh, <laughs> the goal. Was it still? Did we have the goal the season the season after with the red and black after the that was a playoff season, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I just remember Ian, Ian Ross being like a steady hand uh, on Uddersfield Town and that as well. I thought he did it, you know, he did a good job. Uh, obviously, when you've you kind of not got promoted in the playoffs, the next season is always a difficult one and that as well. And I thought he did a good job. Obviously, Neil Warnock took over and the, kind of the rest is history. But yeah, sad to hear the news. And, and when, when you kind of delved into a little bit of his history, the, Ian Ross, you know, Liverpool, I'm not so obviously everyone kind of is a legend now these days, but. Ian Ross kind of did a lot in football, and uh, I, for me, you were a positive person for Huddersfield Town, and you know when he was in charge in that as well. And uh, yeah, it's sad news uh, to hear that. I uh, I actually met Ian Ross once. I was quite young. My uncle took me to um, a game. We went in underneath, so I got to see the Shankly Boot Room. I still remember that as a. 
I think I must have been 10, something like that. Um, went in, saw the Shankly boot room, which was really cool. It was messy, but it was really, really cool. And um, I remember coming out of the boot room and there's Ify and Yura walking past Phil Starbuck when I was about 10. I used to want my hair like Phil Starbuck and it's still a bit like Phil Starbuck now. <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden this uh, quite short Scottish man came, came forward um, and spoke to my uh, uncle at the time and he sort of, I remember him saying, who's this young man? And shook my hand and he had an iron grip on him and uh, that was Ian Ross and it was quite nice how he took the time out to come and say hello to uh, my uncle and, and me as a as a young man sort of walking around the corridor gawping at all these all these players and I, I remember, I don't remember a lot about him but I do remember a cast iron handshake and him being a very nice bloke who went out of his way to say hello For me, he had the greatest programme nuts title ever Can you boys remember it? Okay, I will do when you've said it, go on it were just titled Ross on Why. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's one yeah. thing I do remember. You used to always yeah. get a program, Ross on Why, and then you used to get to the middle pages for your for your halftime scores at about quarter past four. H yeah. and it, Jane. Yeah. No. Really sad news. How old was he? That was his seventy. Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah. And then, obviously, you're going to move on to it in a second, but. Whew. Bad news after bad news, wasn't it? Yeah, Mickey weekend. Kennedy as well, um, town midfielder, Salford-born. Um, 1980 to 82, he played for us, 81 appearances and nine goals. I obviously won't remember Mickey Kennedy, uh, but you too may. I, I do um, a bit. Um, just remember him being probably harder than Darren Bullock. That's, if that's, call. Yeah, that, right. that's probably the best way for people to compare him there those is, who've seen Darren story isn't there where he was proud of being the hardest man in football yeah, wasn't he, he was absolutely nails with Mick Kennedy so he, he just left before the promotion season he was yeah. that, that right yeah because yeah. he played at Bradford as well yeah, yeah. they put a tweet out and that's yeah, why they held him in I think regards. he left us to go to Portsmouth if I remember can't remember exact room I'm sure he went to Portsmouth then he, then he left Portsmouth to go to Bradford and they, they spent about a quarter of a million on him then, which were a lot of money. But It's interesting, the description you gave, I mean, you could feel the love out of both because it's all the three tweets of Bradford, Portsmouth and Allison. So to me, I can't remember much of him, to be honest with you. He must have been a guy who gave every single ounce for his club and supporters the, just loved and, that. And the it? rest, and the rest. He was just one of them. And all out, you know, if, if you were going to have a bad game, he was still going to give you everything he possibly had. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mickey Kennedy um, signed for Huddersfield in 1980 and 82 left for Middlesbrough. Um, was where he played 68 times for Middlesbrough, scored five before moving on to Portsmouth, where he spent most of his most of his career. Um, so sad week indeed for uh, for both Mickey Kennedy's and Ian Ross's family, and you know we wish them all the best at the at the podcast. Um, moving on to Updates as well, Neil. You're still been involved with the uh, Huddersfield Street Kitchen. Yep. Everything going great there? Another great um, day on Sunday. Um, fed over 100 people on Sunday, which is a phenomenal number. Um, had good response from the fans who listen to this, um, town fans listening to this, with various off- offers of food and clothing actually went and met one of them uh jody sykes picked some stuff off her all, that's all gone um i've had messages from another vicky and binny they're sorting out some stuff for over the next couple of weeks um great stuff mate of mine faz is sorting a lot of stuff out gonna go down next sunday so it's uh 
it's flying to be fair. Yeah, I'll be da- and Danny G week, yeah. give us a massive bag of stuff and it, a virtually brand new pet body that's changed it. They went within seconds. So yeah, Re- really, really good. But Fantastic. actually ran out of food. It was that busy. So which leads on to another point, Neil. It's FA Cup weekend. Um, town aren't involved. Fancy that. It links nicely to uh, the charity. So I believe they're there on Sunday. Yeah. Um, 12 till 3 every Sunday outside McDonald's in the town centre and like I say don't always don't feel obligated but if you've got something spare yeah um, Sunday, or, or even if you've got a couple of quid spare and you want to just call past and you know take a couple of quids with a you know, we get four Mars bars at Asda for a quid if you can go get a couple of packets of them and drop them off and just every little bit every little bit counts and it's all massively massively appreciated by uh, Danny and Emma and everybody else who runs it. Fab. Hands with the flick. Johnson with the turn. Johnson with the goal. And the game turned on its head. Fantastic. Um, moving on. So we've got Newcastle in a, a week on Saturday. Um, do you think we'll probably see a bit more tweaking again, Cosy? Um, you know, Jan's obviously looking at looking at things. Um, uh, you know, we've all been impressed by Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith for me and Neil is nailing down that uh, place at right back. But maybe we'll see more of Eric Durham. Maybe Congolo back to centre back again. Chris Lerber was ill, I believe, again as 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 well as Jonas Lossel. Do, do you expect to see more? Or maybe Billing back in? Or do you he'll so hard to call. Him? I mean, I used to say David Wagner's teams were hard to kind of you know get right when you got your messaging now before the kickoff. But I think. As you know, Neil said a few times now. It's you know, mini pre-season has started, uh, and I'm I'm prepared for whatever. To be honest with you, you know, it's it's all about as we know, getting forget August. It's almost like the end of May. He's got to make judgments, kind of move who to move on, who to keep, and things. Even players under contract, it's all right saying stay, but like we said, Mooney on the money is probably on, and does he want to be it, etc. So. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. Obviously, Carl and Grant, it'd be nice to see him in there. Uh, but, you know, Jan's got to build on what, what we, we saw on Saturday, which were good. Yeah, we, we, we still want, well, I, I want some kind of bounce effect to take into next season. I still think that's very, very important. We can't finish this season on the crest of a slump like most of it has been. Um, but at the same time, that's got to be balanced off when he's going to come in and try and see everybody and... There'll be players who he might have thoughts that don't fit his formation that he might find out otherwise. He might have players who he thinks do fit and he'll find out otherwise. Do you think um, Alex Pritchard doesn't fit? Don't look like it, does it? I wouldn't be surprised to see Pritchard move on. I think he's a very, very good championship footballer, but for this formation... It's all about dynamism and speed, isn't yeah, it? In that front three, and yeah, and he's just not can, quick. You can maybe say he's not strong enough to yeah. be in the middle three, and he's not quick enough to be in the front three. You can't play in middle quality. three it's for a man who's proven quality, though, Neil. We haven't got many of them players. It's no. a massive shout to, no. especially when you. It, it's a massive yeah. shout, and to be honest, it's one of those at the moment. That if you could swap him for for Tom Ince for next mm. season, you probably would. Um, Big call. I, I, I think that. In the time away, I think Tommins probably give us more than Pritchard has for the expectation level, Stoke to be honest. Stuck wearing league at 17 yeah, or somewhere, so. dropping to bits. But I think I'd just like to get one out of our mate Rafa. I mean, I don't know if you boys look at the table. I kind of braved it the other day, but it's Fulham are gone, I think, with others, with obviously us. But then after that, it's an absolutely unbelievable battle. 
between probably Burnley have really got out of there, haven't they, recently? Yeah, thirteenth, Crystal Palace, Southampton, you know, in the blast spot and there's only three points. Obviously they got a decent little point last night, even though I didn't know much about it, but I was, where I was, they had it on silent. I just saw Rafa kicking off. Obviously, must be agreed with something else and what have you. But I think I'd just like to put a spanner in the works there. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? I suppose it's a no-pressure game for us, a bit like Saturday. And we can go there and have a bit of fun. But as regarding, you know, kind of who we want in and what. I just, yeah. want, I just want to see us turn up to games like that and have a go. Because you know, if we're being brutally honest, mm. that's one of the few yeah. that actually thinks winnable. Can I say that? <laughs> What's one of those? Shall I just Google? You, you know, they're, they're down it's there. more winnable than Chelsea. They're down there. They're scrapping. There's bugger all pressure on town. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a game to yeah. go and get some ideas over and try things and try players and they can go out there without any fear whatsoever. Because let's be honest, if we go up there on sat on a week of Saturday and get beat, does it really matter? Not really, no. But for Newcastle, it matters. The next two are nice to go and check them up with an early goal and we get saying, panic in a bit, wasn't it? The next two Huddersfield and Burnley, so they're, they're, they're kind of you know pressure games really for them. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it'd be interesting. But obviously, a good away day for many will probably stop over have a good you know Friday Saturday mm-hmm. night on the on the tune. So let's hope the lads deliver. I remember last year, obviously, it was kind of March time, gut wrenching. Obviously, the uh, Kennedy tackle on Kachunga and we, and we got beat it hurt that but this is like no pressure no you know no problems and I, I hate the way Newcastle play I generally do I think it's the most soul destroying negative yeah. style of football in the entire league but because they're a big club and because it's Rafa Benitez they seem to get away with it unscathed mm. and against Wolves you know they played against Wolves the other day and they and Newcastle just slow down and kill games and then and then pinch something um, I did pinch stuff didn't they I'll just throw it out there what did you Chelsea 5 Huddersfield 0 we know we're not good and we know they're Manchester City 6 Chelsea what What did you make of that? I <laughs> it's just, just mental somebody tweeted you know that Chelsea's they didn't include the Man City game and Chelsea's last five four or five results for that were a 2-0 defeat a 3-0 win a 4-0 defeat a 5-0 win and then he said surely not and lo and behold 6-0 <laughs> So and alternate results. I mean, that's that's crazy. It depends it? what side they get out of bed. Some of them lads, don't yeah. they, at Chelsea? Yeah. Just, and yeah. Thankfully, we're not. We are on the end of the uh, biggest uh, hammering at the Etihad this season, which is bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> no. We're not even in top three. No, <laughs> they've had a, a nine, a seven, and a, a six mm. nil. Which <laughs> imagine the <laughs> Chelsea podcast this it? week. Wow, not, know, bad, not bad, are they? No. The Chelsea podcast this week. I think I saw someone someone tweet the Chelsea fan TV. Uh, kind of video and again just incredible but yeah obviously that's their problem won't mind some of their problems would you one point off oh, when, when when you hear these these top six sides crying about stuff and moaning about so you think you mm. they, they really do not live in the real world do they i'll tell you they what's going on you clue. just mentioned about the food kitchen i know football's not reality but aaron ramsey it's not his fault He's run his contract down. He's he's in a good way, you know. He's in a good position. But come on, I mean no, the game, you know. But we it. said for three or four years it's going to blow. It's going to, you know, blow up the, you know, this bubble. I didn't realise there was so much money in Italian yeah. football. Incredible. Thing is, there's no fee involved, have they? Yeah. So he's getting a wedge in it. Four hundred grand a week, is it? Yeah. How do people know this though? It's just <laughs> they're just like a camera. You know, yeah. Imagine if you're the agent, you'd be yeah. bragging about yeah. brokering that, wouldn't you? But yeah, four hundred thousand pound a week for any. I mean, let's be honest. Is it? He's not even in top twenty in world, is it? Top thirty, no. top forty, it's not top, top eleven 50. Arsenal players at the minute. You know, it's 
to get that kind of money as a as a footballer, wow. He's, the world has gone mad, hasn't it? Yeah, look, fair play, Aaron, but yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I don't not yeah. to be honest, I don't not the player getting it. It's the mm. teams are prepared to pay it. It's the, the demand, problem isn't it? is it's the demand. I think for the problem is it drops yeah. all the way down. Yeah, the, yeah, well, the, the, this biggest, is the, the biggest problem, problem is like, yeah. where it's us that fund it. Yeah, you know, and it's well, the, the, obviously we've got Sky TV on behind us here that funds it. You know, it's. Yeah. But it's, it, the biggest problem for me is that is all the other fees are just going to be absolutely ridiculous and yeah. it's going to no, no sound different. Point. Exactly. And Someone's going to say, well, yeah. Aaron Ramsey gets 400 grand, I want 400 grand, and then, what, what then Huddersfield go after the reserve and then they want... Will Griggs in the third division <sighs> playing 4 million for a man. But I can't what, 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 For me, what, you, what you've got to look at that's really got to be classed as negligence is Arsenal letting a contract run so low that a player who they could have probably sold for... 20 mil, wouldn't you? Probably double that. Modern football, isn't it? If we're, if we're thinking we want 20 for Aaron Moy, you know, Aaron Ramsey scored a couple of cup final winners, good career with Wales, etc. He's had 10 years though then. He'll he has. Maybe he's, he's thought, I'm going to wind it down. But yeah, but, and good luck know? to him, but yeah. that's, it's, it's negligence from Arsenal for you. Yeah. They almost did the same with Ozil and then they panicked and then overpaid and then Ozil, haven't they? And, and now they don't play him. So don't they, it, may, play. it may work out next year he's rubbish at Juventus and they'll be all laughing yeah. that he's on 400 grand. You never know which way it's going to go, do you? But, and then somebody will pay 30 million to bring him back to the Premier League. But speaking of money, money can't buy a voice like our man, Richard Kosmala. So with nothing else left to say... <laughs> I've not even thought of a song this we've week. We've only man. got something to sing. Oh, God. Money, money, money must be funny in this rich man's world. Oh, is it? Is it, it's a rich man's world? But then on our TV now we've got Lolly, 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 playing for Forest. It's a strange old world. The end. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance. Pate scores. Jack Pate scores. Heffel is in there. Schmidt scores for Huddersfield Town. 3-2 Town. Boris Jerry, Danny Ward saves, Danny Ward saves. The quatch was in, round the hair, 2 0 on a field town. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.